Hi, docs. Welcome to the EntreMD podcast, where it's all about helping amazing physicians just like you embrace entrepreneurship so you can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on your terms. I'm your host, Dr. Una. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the EntreMD podcast. And as always, you are in for a treat. Now, One of the things that I believe is the greatest gift we can give the physician community is examples of what is possible. There are so many doctors who have not embraced entrepreneurship or have not up-leveled their businesses or have thought like, I cannot build a seven-figure, eight-figure business because we just don't see enough doctors doing it. And I love to showcase these examples because I know once we have enough examples, people are going to look around and say, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing the status quo anymore. Like there's so much more available. And so today I have a treat because I was hosting a live workshop and Makita, who is, you know, the one who runs my life, I just live it. She interviewed a number of doctors from the EntreMD Business School who are killing it. And they got to share their stories in depth. Like I, there were so many things I hadn't even heard and I was so moved by it. And if I may be honest with you, I was really moved. And I made a new commitment, like what I've been saying, I'm going to say it louder. I'm going to say it bigger. I'm going to say it in more spaces. I'm going to support more people. I'm going to go out, you know, like I'm going to go all out even more because I saw the tangible transformation in their lives on display. And so I am going to be sharing interviews with you and I want you to, you know, lean in and listen and find yourself in the stories and hear about how they overcame difficulties and how you can do that too, how they dreamt up something that didn't seem impossible. They did it and you can do that too. I want you to, to lean into it and just, you know, use this episode to create a big shift, like a quantum leap in your own life and in your own business. So enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. We have the amazing Dr. Panico here to share with us. Tell us who you are and let us know more about you. Hi, so I am Brittany Panico. I am a rheumatologist in Arizona in the Phoenix area. And I've been in EBS for a year. This This month is my year anniversary. And I joined because of the visibility formula workshop as well. I kind of came across it happenstance. I think it was through Facebook or I sort of saw a post or something and recognized Dr. Una's name actually from Sunny Smith's program. So again, kind of that coaching background. So I joined the workshop and it was sort of at a time in my life where I knew that I wasn't happy with where my career was going. So I was looking for a way to be different. I was looking for a way to set myself apart from my peers. So I followed her advice and I was working full-time as well. I have three small children under the age of seven. My husband is an electrophysiologist working full-time. So the idea of sort of stepping out of my comfort zone of literally showing up to work and seeing patients was very scary because of course we all think, where can we find the time for this, right? Where is time going to appear? And I have a really close friend who opened his own dermatology practice and he really sort of helped me see what was possible in my own community, really understand like, okay, I'm in an environment where private practice can be very successful 
So he kind of planted the seed along with Dr. Una and EBS to, again, be different, set myself apart. And that just got me thinking, you know, maybe I could open my own practice. I was in my second employed position. I came from Chicago, moved to Arizona during the pandemic and was going through burnout a second time and thinking like, I can't live like this. I can't be in an environment where my ideas don't matter to my peers, my colleagues. My boss wasn't really in the picture. I think a lot of us who are employed sort of have a relationship where our physician boss is different than our clinic boss. So my clinic staff was not my own and they didn't answer to me and they didn't really reciprocate the problems that I felt like needed solutions. So I just spun in this hamster wheel every single day thinking, how can I get myself out of this? And I was doing the public service loan forgiveness program. So I set myself a deadline. When my loans get forgiven, I'm out. I'm going to do what I want to do with my life. And that's my gift to myself. So it was perfect timing that I joined EBS while I was preparing for my last year of loan payments. And use that opportunity to really practice and prepare myself for what I wanted to do. So I was employed. I had some restrictions based on my contract, but I sort of under the surface started a Facebook profile that is my Dr. Brittany Panico page. So not attached to my employment, but it was my platform where I did the videos. I did the work that EBS talks about. I built my brand, right? My Dr. Brittany Panico brand. Then went on Instagram. I got very active on LinkedIn and started building a network of people who would be able to recognize me once I decided to leave. So really worked on honing and practicing the skills that we go through in the business school. And like I think, you know, the others have said, there aren't very many of us. There are a few, but there are not very many of us that do 100% of the work. It just is, if you work full-time, part-time, whatever, a lot of us will do 30% or I was kind of, you know, one of the lurkers. I really laid low. I didn't engage very much in the beginning, but I did the work behind the scenes and I paid attention and I listened to what my classmates were doing and sort of you know, I have a million screenshots on my phone of posts that I've kept of like, I will come back to this. I want to remember this. So I built that data bank every month and did the, did the work and filed it away until my loans were forgiven. And then I decided to open up my own practice. And I'm sort of in a unique position that I joined So I am myself, but I joined two nurse practitioners to build an even bigger practice right away. So they're independent in my state and collectively now we are a group. And it just sort of happened that that was kind of how it evolved for me. So my experience is a little bit different, but I'm still getting credentialed. I'm not 100% up and running yet. But What I'm trying to say is I have the tools. I have the tools that have allowed me to be confident in building this vision that's bigger than what I could have ever imagined. And I learned that by surrounding myself with people who shared similar visions, who shared similar goals, 
those people were far more important than the ones that were holding me back. And it really allowed me to separate from my colleagues who didn't want to change, who didn't want to do anything different. And just having that, you know, support and encouragement and confidence to be able to do something really daring. So I think now, you know, when, when so many of us have either gone through burnout or we're in the midst of it, right. Really understanding, okay, I'm doing something different. I'm doing something scary and I'm not sure how to do it, but I'm in a group that will lift me up. I posted this week about tips on how to run a staff meeting. And I wasn't ashamed or embarrassed to ask that question because I knew there are so many great people who could give me different tips. And then I can take what I want from those tips and build how I want to run my meetings, right? So we talk about collaboration. We talk about ways that, you know, building something that fits your needs and using the ideas, the collective ideas of of others to really build something amazing. And I think too, as part of that, the more lives that I do, the more podcasts that I go on, the more conversations I have with people, it's really opened me up to being able to pivot in my own career, my own practice and think, well, why am I not offering this to people? Why am I holding back? If I can offer this other service and potentially bill for it, right? That is revenue for me. That is something that I don't need corporate approval to be able to do. I can just decide that I want to do it. So I met with a founder from an app, a technology company this morning about how to build an app for remote monitoring for rheumatology patients. And I never would have had the courage to seek that out or to ask, you know, who, who here can, you know, who can we come up with a solution for these patients? And just having the confidence to say, you know, I'm a leader, I'm a thought leader in my field and I want to make a difference. Who out there on LinkedIn or, you know, wherever, Doximity, who out there can help connect me to somebody that can help? So, you know, responding to posts that I would have never had the courage to respond to, having a voice on a platform I would have never engaged in, and really just being somebody who isn't afraid to, you know, to voice those things. And I think a lot of us, you know, Dr. Una really spoke, we all kind of think like she's speaking directly to us and it's true. You know, her talking about being an introvert, introverted introvert, like that was me. I was so much, I'm so much more comfortable as a listener and a lurker, but I've learned through her and through the EBS school that like, look at what we can accomplish if we grow, if we take those challenges and really try to, you know, practice these, these tools. So networking, I would have never been somebody who goes to, you know, optional networking things just to meet people and hear what they have to say. And, you know, I've really helped connect other people into fields that they had no idea were connected with their specialty. So it really is just a a powerful network of helping each other realize what we're capable of. And then when you think you reach that level, we go to the next level, right? Like I can do even more than that. And just like how medicine is, you know, muscle memory to us, right? You know, we heard about that as well. And so now the business stuff is starting to become a muscle memory tool. And that's even a year. 
I haven't even been doing it very long. And I've, you know, I'm reaching for business related books to listen to on my commute. I'm reaching for, you know, what else, what are my gaps that I can then go learn how to do this thing? So, you know, we talk about learning how to use Instagram and and things like that. Like we can outsource a lot of that. Sure. But I'm not somebody who I'm not at a place where I'm doing that yet. And I think that's okay. Right. We, we encourage that and we talk about that, but it's also okay to learn the skill yourself and be able to do it. And then when you get to a, a, a place that you can outsource it. So, you know, we're all different backgrounds. We're all different levels of our career, all different levels of building. And I think it's just so powerful that we come together and help each other meet those goals and really celebrate those successes, but then help each other through those troughs. We've had classmates who are very vulnerable in expressing their struggles and collectively people have come up with ideas that help them through that. Right. So it's just so powerful to be able to be in a community that literally is no judgment because it's all about how can we be better together because we're all part of EBS. So, you know, we kind of talk about, well, where have we gone from here? So my biggest takeaway, or at least my experience is I had the courage to leave a place that I did not feel valued. And rather than be a cog in the wheel, decided my voice is different and I don't, I no longer align with the values of this organization. And I, I will never forget one of our topics one day that we were, one of our classes that we were sharing things. I forget who it was, but I just remember somebody saying during a negotiating phase that no is a complete sentence. Like I'm making this statement and I'm not negotiating. So when I sat down with my boss to give my resignation, I did it in person and he looked at me and, and said, you know, I'd like you to reconsider what you're saying. And I said, no, thank you. I'm resign. I'm giving you my resignation. Like I didn't explicitly say there is no negotiation, but I did not waver. It didn't look like I was, it was a question. I said, I vision my career going in a different direction. And I'm here to let you know that I will no longer be here 90 days from now. So having that courage to sit down and just say no, you know, we were people pleasers. I think a lot of times because we're helpers and caretakers, but having the courage to be confident and not let someone else in an authoritative position persuade you to change your mind. Like we are the authority. We're the authority of what's in here, right? So just being at a place where you feel you can stand up for yourself and you can determine if something isn't working and how you're going to pivot those changes. I mean, I can't even put a price tag to that feeling of, of empowerment. So my one of my biggest things with EBS is, is just the empowerment and you know, feeling that I'm worth the, the ideas and the decisions that I'm making. And that's, you know, that's, again, it's priceless, really. So I know a lot of people have a question about the price. And I don't think I've really ever shared this within EBS, but my trick, which is a little, my husband laughs at me, but I set aside more money in taxes to be able to get a refund. So 
I kind of subconsciously just stack away a little bit extra every year. So I use my tax refund to pay for EBS. So I know we're kind of in that tax period, but if you're thinking like, I would love to do this, but I just am not in a financial place to do it at the moment, maybe just set aside an extra amount of money into your tax account every year. And that way you get a nice check back and can then put that into EBS. So that is how I pay for EBS. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. Again, my husband doesn't exactly agree with me, but again, that's what I feel works for my decision-making. So for those of you that think, you know, again, I want to be a part of this community and I just don't know how to do it. I can't work extra, right? If I'm salaried, I can't make more money. I can't make it come out of somewhere if you can just stash it away a little bit without realizing it, then it will come back to you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and thank you for sharing your story, Dr. Panico. It's, it's fabulous to know that you've had this complete transformation in a year. Like when you see yourself, don't you see that? Like I'm a different person. Like who is this? I literally am. I, and I, w- I had straight hair a year ago. I still do straighten it, but I literally like had the courage to start wearing my hair curly. So I do feel like a different person. I feel like the, the feeling that I have, the mindset that I have has allowed me to take chances in other areas of my life that, again, I held back because I thought other people wanted something different from me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's, it's what I want for myself and my family and, mm-hmm. and what I envision my career to be like. Yeah. Yes. And I'm so grateful that you are part of this community because the things that are happening in your life now, I don't want to say they wouldn't have happened, but it's, it's they wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have happened if had you not been in the community because the community actually supports you when you have crazy ideas or when you have ideas to do things outside of the box, you need a community of people that are there like, yeah, you can do it. Oh my goodness. You were great. You know, you need that because the rest of the world doesn't necessarily feel that way. They're not feeling your vision. They're not necessarily understanding your vision. You know, so you, when you have that safe place where you can be yourself and you can be vulnerable and where you can tell fear to take a back seat, then like you said, Dr. Panico, it's absolutely priceless. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And so what I want you to do now is really, I want you to take action. You know, there's something, some aha moments that you got, some decisions that you made. I want you to take action on those. And I really would love for you to share this with the doctors in your life. You can take a screenshot of this, share your aha, put it on Facebook, tag us, hashtag EntreMD. You can share it one-on-one with the physicians that you really love and say, oh my goodness, you have to listen to this episode. Why? Because we are the Calvary and together we are changing medicine. So thank you so much for listening. Share this with another doctor and I'll see you on the next episode of the Entremity Podcast. Hey, if you love listening to the Entremity Podcast, I want to invite you to join Entremity On Demand. It is my signature subscription program that gives you access to a library of business courses designed to help you do one thing as a physician entrepreneur, and that is to thrive. Just head out to entremd.com forward slash on demand, and I'd love to have you join us. See you on the inside.